Welcome to our January 10th worship service for North Coast United Methodist Church. The Lord is our strength. The Lord blesses us with peace. Today, as we move into this time of worship, I hope that you find the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Precious God, be with us. Guide us through this service. Be the words. Be our motivator. Amen. of the Lord will guide you. This voice beckons from the heavens above. With great power the Lord will bless you. With great forgiveness the Lord will grant you grace. Let's have the children come forward for children's time. Today is a pretty cool day. Today is a day in which that we celebrate the baptism of Jesus.
And I want you to know, Jesus' baptism is one of many things that Jesus did himself that we still do as people of faith. Many of you were baptized as children. And if you weren't, there's, there's opportunities. You still have the opportunity for that. Many of you have been here in this sanctuary and have participated in communion. And that's something that Jesus Christ also did as he celebrated the Passover meal. He used those actions to share his story. Jesus Christ also went out to care for people and to teach people about how that he would care for them. We get to do that too. There's so many wonderful examples that exist in our lives of things that we get to lovingly do because Jesus Christ did them first. I want you to think about this year, and I want you guys to think about the grandest thing that you want to accomplish. You want to get straight A's. Right on. I want you to pray over that. You want to make new friends. Right on. I want you to pray over that. Because as you look at all these things, I want you to also realize that Jesus Christ did all this stuff too. Now, Jesus Christ didn't go to school like you know it, but Jesus Christ studied and worked so that He could find His full potential. That's getting good grades. Jesus Christ made friends. He had his, the disciples that traveled with him. He made friends with people of different cultures and different backgrounds. Jesus Christ made friends. There's so many things that we can do in our lives. And if we remember, Jesus went through this journey too. Hopefully it will give us the confidence to try harder, to, to love the path better and deeper and see the potential of how we can care for people through everything we learn. For you guys that want to study and get great grades, there's ways to care for other people through that. You could become a tutor. You could keep learning and keep studying and get advanced degrees and one day become a pastor or a teacher or someone that equips other people. Through the building of your friendships, you might be the one that teach other people the more caring safe way to do things and it might be your friendship but that becomes their long lasting salvation of being just really good and healthy people there's so much potential that exists in your lives and i want you to know that you can live up to that potential there's a really beautiful phrase that's going to be in the scripture today and it comes from the voice of the holy spirit from heaven after jesus christ is baptized and it's the voice saying, you are my child with whom I am well pleased. As you try whatever you want to try through 2021, I want you to know that when you feel lonely, sometimes you might be in trouble with your mom and dad and you're, you're kind of worried because of the consequences of whatever mistakes that were made. I want you to know that when you're thinking about doing something and you're wondering, should I be the person that tries that? I want you to remember a very special phrase. I want you to remember how much God believes in you and how much God loves you. You are my child with whom I am well pleased. If we do things in the focus that 
wow, Jesus did this and look at all the good things that happened from it. I am loved by God and think about all the good things that could come from these things I want to try. You can find healthy, healthy, productive ways to live up to your potential that won't just help you, but it'll help you touch the lives of other people. I want you to remember that. If you only remember one thing this entire year that I say to you, I want you to remember this phrase, and I want it to stick in your heads, and I want it to ring in your heads like a bell. You are God's children with whom God is well pleased. God loves you. God exists for you to find your true potential through a healthy path. And I pray that you continue to hear those words every day. You are God's children with whom God is well pleased. Remember that love. And remember how you can share that love with other people. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. As we celebrate opportunities of newness and as we celebrate the remembrance that God loves us. Amen. beloved spirit we enter into worship ready to hear what you would say bathe us in the spiritual waters of your baptism and wash us clean with your love and grace bring us closer together that our lives may reflect the unity of fellowship we find in Christ Jesus amen our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
step by step you'll lead me and I will follow you all of my days oh God you are my God and I will ever praise you oh God you are my God and I seek you in the morning and I will learn to walk in your way and step by step you'll lead me and I will follow you all of my days I will seek you in the morning and I will learn to step by step you'll lead me and I will follow you all of my days let's join together for our prayer of assurance Baptism is just the beginning of our journey. No matter what step we take, Christ is with us, offering love and grace along the way. Amen. The scripture today is from Mark chapter 1, verses 4 through 11. And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. At that time, Jesus came from G Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. Let's join together in prayer. Precious God, we thank you for the imagery that we're going to celebrate. Last week we talked about Epiphany as the kings brought gifts to the one who would become the Christ child. And today we celebrate the acknowledgement with the voice of the Holy Spirit, the voice of God proclaiming that you, Christ, are the Son in which I am well pleased. 
Today, as we look at the the ritual of baptism, today, as we look at the baptism of Jesus Christ, we celebrate a love that exists for us through grace. Be with us today, God. In your Son's precious name, I pray. Amen. What a blessing it is to celebrate this scripture so early in 2021. So many of us use the analogy of a baptism as newness, restoration, something that sets a new path and is a new starting point in our lives. Even within my own faith journey, I celebrate a baptism that is in my emotional faith development, a starting point of a relationship that has existed since I was 14 years old. Today I want to share with you that relationship did not start when I was 14 years old. Today we're going to look at the actions of baptism. We're going to go through the baptismal liturgy together. And we are going to discuss together, not just this newness, this this pivotal pinpoint starting point of acknowledgement of faith, but I want to share with you how that faith has existed even before then. To do so, I get to talk to you about my favorite principle of the Wesleyan practice. I get to share with you the three stages of grace. There's acknowledgement within these, and as I go through each stage, I'll stop. We'll move back to the scripture of John the Baptist prophesizing, preaching about the one who would come and save the world from sin. We'll talk about the baptism, and then we'll talk about the image of a voice saying, you are my child, with whom I am well pleased. Let's begin this conversation with the realization of provenient grace. Provenient grace is the time, it's, it's pre. It's what exists until the moment that we can acknowledge within ourselves that Jesus Christ is a pivotal importance in our lives and we proclaim Christ as our Savior, there is a provenient grace that exists. Provenient grace is the acknowledgement that God loves us and sees an importance in us. It sees a potential in us even before that we are aware or willing to acknowledge it. Let's look at this scripture as a, as a proclamation of provenient grace. And we look at John the Baptist as the one who came out of the woods screaming and preaching about the one who would come to save the world from sin. But even John the Baptist's story happens way before then as two cousins still developing within the wombs of their mothers come in to presence with each other. And the scripture shares that John the Baptist leaps inside his mother's womb as he even comes close to Christ, still growing, still becoming who Christ will become. 
There is a pre-reality within the existence of John the Baptist that points towards the message that he's going to share. We have shared all of the pre-existence of grace as we have previously talked about our Advent journey. We shared about a culture of people who stood in wait for the coming Messiah. We have shared about the one who was born, the coming Messiah, but there was still a period of waiting that had to take place before the realization of that grace. Jesus Christ, God, the Holy Spirit is still very active in our lives, even at the point of our birth. We are all loved children of God, even before we can profess or claim it ourselves. We look at this imagery of John the Baptist, the very dirty honey-coated, locust-eating guy who comes out of the woods and he is preaching and proclaiming the one to come. And he is preaching and proclaiming the one who will transform the world from sin. He is giving the pre-message before the actions ever take place. John the Baptist's preaching very much an image of the provenient grace that exists in our lives. As babies, we come up front. We come to the baptismal font. Our parents hold us. And we have our infant baptisms. And when we celebrate these infant baptisms, it is an acknowledgement that there is a grace that is surrounding this dear child. Even before that child has the opportunity to fulfill its potential. Christ's ministry is just starting. These are the beginning building points of what will become Christ's physical actions of being the one to redeem the world from sin as John the Baptist preaches at his loudest voice with his strongest lungs, the one who is to come. It is an imagery of a provenient grace that is real and existing even before we have the opportunity to move forward. Let's move into the baptism of Jesus Christ itself because that moves into the next stage of grace. If we see provenient grace as what happens before the actions, there is a point where the action takes place. For me, that was the 14-year-old that walked down the aisle at Cornerstone Baptist Church in Martinsville, Virginia, going up to the Reverend Dr. Ken Martin saying that I want Jesus Christ to be my Savior. Now, Jesus Christ existed in my life before then, but at that moment it became the proclamation that I am willing to do the actions to interact with the Holy Spirit that is already present and caring for me. We look at the pre-preaching of John the Baptist and then we move into this moment that Jesus Christ comes and John the Baptist says, you baptize me. And Jesus Christ says, no. Jesus Christ knows he has to set the example. Jesus Christ knows that he has to show himself physically responding 
to the call that exists in his life. And when John the Baptist baptizes Jesus Christ, it is a moment of justifying grace that sets an example for the rest of us. See, justifying grace is a moment that we respond to that grace that was there from the moment that we are born. It's the moment that we respond to the God that is reaching out to us and calling us to be active participants in the kingdom. When Jesus Christ responds to the message, the pre-message that John the Baptist had been sharing, he sets the example of the necessity of the willingness to be actively and intentionally involved with the calling of faith. The justifying grace of it all. We celebrate in so many different ways justifying grace. Now I shared with you the imagery of provenient grace as that infant baptism that happens with so many loving, doting parents bring their children in front of the church. But there moves a time in that child's life that they confirm that call in their lives. They move into this place where they say that they want that baptism not to be the proclamation of their parents, but they want that baptism to be their proclamation. And through that, we have a practice in our liturgical tradition, not just the Methodist Church, but the Presbyterian and the Catholic Church across the board of confirmation. And confirmation is that time that our dear friends take a time to intentionally study, to intentionally interact with faith truths, to interact with Scripture, and find their place that they themselves proclaim for themselves that Jesus Christ is their Lord and the baptism that was proclaimed by their parents is now one that they will proclaim for themselves. Reaching out and responding to the call of God reaching out and us reaching back saying, you are mine. We celebrate that in our practice of confirmation, but we also celebrate it in different ways. Our interaction with justifying grace exists in everything we do in the worship environment. As Jesus Christ set the example of being the one to respond to the gospel message proclaimed pre-hand by John the Baptist, Every time that we actively interact in response to the Holy Spirit is an action of justifying grace. If you're one of my dear friends that loves to sing to the top of your lungs during the hymns because you feel connected to God and the Holy Spirit, singing in that moment becomes an action of justifying grace. If you're one of my dear friends that likes going out in the backfield here and chopping up weeds and pulling weeds out, or if you're somebody that feels blessed and moved by going into our community garden and helping cultivate the vegetables that are there, because you feel a connection in God through doing that, 
those actions become an action of justifying grace. Our weekly practice of offering. Offering isn't just making sure that the pastor can buy food for his family, and it's not just making sure that the lights stay on in the church. Offering should be only an action of justifying grace. It shouldn't be about the pastor. It shouldn't be about the electricity. It should always be about your response to something that God has already done for you. When Jesus Christ moves into this moment of baptism, Jesus Christ is responding to the message that's been laid out, and now the rest of his existence becomes an active living example of the potential of faith. So now we get to this third level of grace. And it's, it's, it's two different words. It's either sanctifying grace or sustaining grace. Either way, it's the same story. Sustaining grace, sanctifying grace is that moment that we are sold. We're in. We do things for God without even thinking about it. We find that deep, pure connection and it becomes our lives. Do we mess up and fall off the cart every once in a while? Yes, we mess up and fall off of the cart every once in a while. But it does not break the chain of care that comes from God. I'll share with you, there have been times in my life that I've been asked by dear friends, can I be rebaptized? I just want that reconnection to my faith. Can I be rebaptized? My response to them has always been no. You cannot be rebaptized. The connection that started with your response of justifying grace to God, God's connection to you has never ceased being. Now, I've will gladly do a reaffirmation of faith. I will gladly give someone the opportunity to come forward to share a prayer that they use as a reboot in their lives. But I will never proclaim the possibility of being rebaptized because if I share that, there is a potential that the connection that God has breaks. And I need you to know. I need you to remember God's connection to us never breaks. We slip away. We lose track. And we should have moments of reaffirmation that we can get that reboot and start going again. But God's connection to us never stops. And it's that acknowledgement of that Always continuous interaction is what we share with sanctifying grace. And it is proclaimed in what happens next in this message. When Jesus Christ is baptized, and Jesus Christ hears the words coming from the heavens, you are my son with whom I am well pleased. That is a promise of God's love for us that is unbreakable. It is sanctifying grace. 
I want us to look at all of these accounts through this scripture of the baptism of Jesus Christ as we also proclaim our connection. Jesus Christ is the example when we live Christ-like lives, we follow the example. And the example of provenient grace through the preaching of John the Baptist, the, the example of justifying grace when Jesus Christ stepped in to be the active participant in grace and the sanctifying grace, the proclamation that God's love never stops flowing because we are God's children with whom God is well pleased. And we celebrate that all through our baptisms. I want to read for you in the conclusion of our practice, our sermon today, our practice of, of baptism. And we will go through some things. I'm going to ask some yes or no questions and you can respond at home if you want to because all of this is a proclamation of the prevenient actions that has been done by Jesus Christ waiting for our justifying actions of responding to them, preparing a way of sustaining sanctification to move forward. Brothers and sisters in Christ, through the sacrament of baptism, we are initiated in the Christ Holy Church. We are incorporated into God's mighty acts of salvation and given new birth through water and spirit. All this is God's gift offered to us without a price. Through the reaffirmation of our faith, we renew the covenant declared at our baptism Acknowledge what God is doing for us and affirm our commitment to Christ, Holy Church. Now we're going to interact in this as if you were here in the church. And I'm going to share with you as if you were standing right next to me how to respond. So go through this practice with me as we reaffirm ourselves through Christ as we move into 2021. On behalf of the whole church, I ask you, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of your sins? If you do, please say, I do. Do accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves. If you do, please say, I do. Now here comes this, this point of, of justifying grace. Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior? Put your whole trust in Christ's grace and promise to serve Christ as your Lord in union with the church which Christ has opened to people of all ages, all nations, and all races. If you do, please say, I do. According to the grace given to you, will you remain faithful members of Christ's holy church and serve as Christ's representatives of the world? If you will, please say, I will. And let us join together in professing the Christian faith as contained in scriptures of the Old and the New Testament. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ? I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, 
born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead and buried. He descended to the dead, and on the third day he rose again. He ascends into heaven, is seated at the right hand of the Father, and will come again to judge the living and the dead. And do you believe in the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. And I'll share with you the definition because I get this asked this so many times. When we get to this place of the Apostles' Creed, and it says, I believe in the Holy Catholic Church, the word church actually means universal in this phrasing. So when we read this point, you are sharing that you believe in the universal church. And so I share that we're not singling out one denomination. We are proclaiming every denomination when we proclaim the universal church. Let us pray together. Eternal Father, when nothing existed but chaos, you swept across the dark waters and brought forth light. In the days of Noah, you saved those on the ark through water. After the flood, you set in the clouds a rainbow. When you saw your people as slaves in Egypt, you led them to freedom through the sea. Their children you brought through the Jordan to the land in which that you promised. In the fullness of the time you sent Jesus, nurtured in the water of the womb, he was baptized by John and anointed by your spirit. He called his disciples to share in the baptism of his death and resurrection to make disciples of all nations. Pour out your Holy Spirit and by this gift of water call to your our remembrance the grace declared to us in our baptisms. For you have washed away our sins. You have clothed us with righteousness through our lives. That dying and raising with Christ we may share in his victory. In remembrance of your baptism, be thankful. At this time, as we look at the holy water, I would like for you to take a moment of prayer. I want you to take a moment of praying for the first time that you remember having that action of justifying grace, that you said that you love God, that you said that Jesus Christ is your King and Redeemer. If you can't think of that moment, then today could be that day. Whether that you're here in front of a church praying a prayer, or you're at home silently whispering within your heart, you have that moment and opportunity to say, Jesus Christ is mine. It doesn't have to be walking down the aisle of Cornerstone Baptist Church in Martinsville, Virginia. It can be in your room watching this video alone, that you have the moment to pray over the waters, to pray over the acts of Jesus Christ, and have that first moment of justifying grace for yourself, proclaiming Christ as your King. For those of you that have had that moment, 
I ask you to pray this prayer. Thank you for the waters of my baptism and help me to be remembered. They have cleansed me for great things. Take a moment to share those two prayers for yourselves. Let us rejoice in the faithfulness of our covenant with God. We give thanks for all that God has already given us as members of the body of Christ and as congregations of God's worldwide church. We will faithfully participate in the ministries of the church by our presence, our prayers, our gifts, and our service that everything and in everything God may be glorified. I hope that be your prayer for 2021. That in everything and by everything, God be glorified. Precious God, thank you for allowing us to go through this conversation, celebrating the waters of your baptism. May God be glorified through all things as we interact with your grace. Amen. As we've moved into our time of offering, we'd like to have the opportunity to get to know you. Please email us at ncumcinfo at gmail.com. And if you've been enjoying our services online, please email us. Please say hello. Again, that's ncumcinfo at gmail.com. And also, if you'd like to give to our church, please go to northcoastumc.org and click on the Give button. Again, that's northcoastumc.org, and click on the Give button. Thank you for joining us. Let's join together for our offertory prayer and gratitude for the gift of our baptism. We offer these gifts to you. Bless our offering, that it may better the lives of those in need of your grace. May our gifts, however great or small, be blessed and filled with your love. Amen.
Let's join together for our closing benediction. The call of our baptism sends us forth to bless the world. The call of God sends us into the world to show others the way of the Lord. May the blessing of your baptism guide you to do the will of God. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen.